Hello, everyone. This is Magenta Drafts with me, Simona Roy, and I am recording this on June 27th, 2021. And we made it through June by the skin of our teeth. I mean, I still have a couple of days, but it's done. And it felt like a long month and I'm sweating and I'm just going to keep sweating. I'm not made for the heat. I need to go somewhere cold that doesn't have snowstorms. So it's a very specific ask. So let's, I'll put it out there. Let's see what happens. I just want nice weather. 70s. 70s is perfect. Even a little colder. That's what I want. Anyways, last week I talked about how I was getting emotional um, in random places like at work. So a thought pops into my head and um, and then I just start crying in my cubicle, but not bawling. So nobody noticed. And, uh, you know, I was driving in my car, listening to a podcast, and they were talking about, you know, heavy issues of death and things. And then I just cried uh, for a minute, and then it stops. So my question to other people going through this, or who have gone through this, have you found that there are just whole days where you're upset, and you can't get out of it? Or does it come on like spurts of emotion? Because that is how it's happening for me. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I'm not judging myself, but it's just something, it's an observation. And I mean, I think it's better. I wouldn't want to be like debilitated for a whole day, but um, it always seems to feel like it, it, it feels like it's coming out of nowhere. Obviously it's not nowhere. There's trauma, but it's, it's like, oh, uh, popcorn crying, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I had my first real nightmare about this whole situation. I, you know, I was, I've been hoping that my mom would come in my dreams where I would have, I would be able to have conversations with her that hasn't happened yet. But I did have a dream two days ago where she was very upset because she was dying and she was crying and I was crying because she was dying and my dad was there and we, it was really traumatic because she and I were both like howling and wailing, crying. And then her teeth were falling out. And um, I believe in dreams when if it's you whose teeth are falling out, it means you have a lack of control or you feel a lack of control over your life. And so I think it's interesting that her teeth were falling out because maybe my subconscious is saying that she felt out of control and that she didn't want to leave. And I, I don't think that she probably wanted to leave. Uh, but I hope it wasn't like what my dream was saying it was like, where she was like really just devastated, which I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know what it's like for people passing. But I hope it wasn't that level of devastation that my subconscious created. And so that was one part of the dream. And then the second part was, it was just me and her. My dad was gone. I think I assumed he was dead. And we were going through it again. And she was dying again. And it was just me and her. And we were both crying. And then she got re reincarnated into this Korean woman who like, didn't know she was my mom, but I would like go randomly hug her because I could see that like my mom's soul in her. It was insane. Um, and I also know that how boring this can be to hear a dream, but it was traumatic. It was really traumatic for me. So I needed to share. And also, does that happen to you? Are you having traumatic dreams of 
you know, a person being really upset that they're dying and you're, you're upset and you have no control. I mean, that's what my life is like. I have no control uh, over anything. That's what it feels like. Um, so that was fun. That was new. Uh, hoping that doesn't happen anytime soon. But I don't have much control over my subconscious, even though I like to think I'm trying to get control. But maybe part of the problem is I'm trying to control my subconscious. Whoa, chicken or the egg? Am I right? Um, but okay, whatever. So uh, I had mentioned that I was watching this show, Surviving Death, and I watched the first episode on mediums. And so last night I watched the second episode on mediums. And boy, oh boy, was it upsetting. Uh, it was, it continued on from the Dutch lady and the retreat in the Netherlands and the Indian guy who didn't get a good reading from the first medium that he saw at the retreat uh, was part of a seance with this, the the Dutch lady, the little Dutch lady. She's not that little. She's a petite blonde, like sort of, is it a pixie cut? I don't know. I'm not going to spend time on her haircut, but she's, you know, a modern looking woman. Um, and so she was having a seance and, and her whole thing of her mediumship is that there are specific spirit guides that come through. So they're characters. And like I said, last time, it really seems like she has multiple personality disorder or syndrome or whatever the hell they're calling it in the DSM these days. If it's even a, th- I don't know if it's still a thing. I think it's a thing. It's a thing on soap operas. That's for sure. Um, anyways, that's what it seems like that she has this multiple personalities. And, um, so they come out and they say who, what other spirits are there and what the spirit is saying. So I found it fascinating that the guy that didn't get a good reading the first time around is now chosen in the sands by her spirit guides and saying that his father is there this time. And, the spirit, one of the spirit guides says, oh, I, I'm seeing a man and he's saying the word beta, beta over again. And that's like in Hindi, that's son. I mean, hello, Google. And uh, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, that means son. And yeah, that I think that's my dad or whatever the hell. Or maybe he's just acknowledging it that, yeah, that could be his dad. And then basically, you know, the spirit guide said things that like anybody would say. There was nothing specific to his dad, which was, I'm like, I'm not buying this. It was upsetting because it just felt so fraudulent. So, you know, very generic stuff. He got some closure. Is that what matters at the end? Maybe, but I just would not, I can't stand by whatever money he paid for to go to this retreat to get that info. Fuck that, you know, fuck that. That is some real taking advantage of somebody going through grief bullshit, you know? So the same woman with her colleagues goes to Massachusetts to have a session with this guy, Michael Anthony, who was in the first episode whose father had died and, um, you know, he's going through this deep dive of different mediums to see if he can get connected to his dad. So they have a trans medium session where, so she's not zip tied to a chair this time. She's just sitting in a circle, um, holding hands with people sometimes. 
And again, these stupid personalities come out. Timmy, who's a young boy. So she's like, hi, I'm Timmy. Oh, I really like your house. It's so nice to be in a new place. Okay. Fuck you, Timmy. And then there's uh, Frida, who's like some 40-year-old lady who seems very calm. And then there's like Silver Cloud, I think that was the name, uh, who seems to be like the gatekeeper if we're talking about <laughs> multiple personality disorder. Um, and again, so there was a like, so Michael Anthony had seen mediums. His brother-in-law was a little nervous and the Dutch lady knew that beforehand. So of course, who do they like zone in on or hone in on or whatever? They they make a beeline for the brother-in-law. So that's who she focuses on. And obviously the spirits, you know, come back and they're like, oh, I'll be Tommy. Okay. Oh, hi. Yes. Uh, you have a grandfather and, you know, you have an ugly car. It looks like it's the color of a frog. Okay, I'm not making this up. This is like what happened. Okay, so that's Tommy or Timmy. I don't, something with a T. So they're all blown away. They're like, oh my God, yes, I have a car. It's green. I love cars. And then they mention the phrase that like his father says when it comes to their work and it's like hook hook them up or hook them up or whatever. And so everybody in the moment is totally blown away, including Michael Anthony, the medium deep dive person slash skeptic. And then they have like a little they have a little uh, a debrief, just the family without Dutch lady. And, you know, Michael is like, so those details, those are amazing. Like, those are very specific. So you must be happy. And they're like, well, you know, we were really happy in the moment. But when we thought about it, he they didn't. Those are all facts that you could find on the Internet. And I was like, oh, my God fraud dutch lady is a fraud because then they like you know it's a documentary so then they show like we're on facebook like you could have seen the green car their menu they have a restaurant and the menu catchphrases hook it up or whatever and um so michael was like yeah none of that was real and um and he also so apparently their aunt came through and at first they were like wow that's like so accurate to her again they just google the aunt again and everything that Timmy, Tommy, Frida, Silver Cloud said um, you could find on the Internet. And he it was fake for him and fake for me, the viewer, because he also had a code word. Once the aunt came through, he asked his aunt in his mind, like, if you're actually here, say this thing. Guess what? The aunt didn't say it. The aunt didn't say it through Timmy, Tommy, Frida, Silver Cloud. Nobody said the code word. So that's like Anthony's little test Michael Anthony I'm calling him Anthony yeah um that he that's his test and they didn't pass and they also could have found everything on the internet so that was a big disappointment and it you know it's not to say that I don't believe like somebody like Laura Lynn because they do show her doing sessions and it seems different like yeah it's not totally like 1000% accurate there is a little bit of you know, surmising, but it was way more accurate than Dutch lady and her fraud, fraud, fraud group of people. It was just, it really, it sickened me because this is why I, I don't believe a lot. And, um, 
it just made me sad. It made me sad because here I am trying to find like real connection and looking for answers. And this was just so fake, in my opinion. Um, but speaking of Laura Lynn, who I have deemed my guru without her knowing, uh, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but I had tried to sign up for this retreat that she's doing in October. And I thought I got in. And then two days later, they were like, no, you didn't get in. So I was on the wait list. Um, but I just found out that I'm off the wait list and I'm in. So I am hopefully going to meet this woman in October. And I'm super stoked. Because whatever it's going to be, it's going to be an experience and I will be able to share it with you. And it'll just be another thing that I'll never forget, I'm sure. Um, But the really interesting thing about the timing of how I got in was the day before, you know, my dad is now being more open spiritually through, you know, what I'm talking about, my experiences. He's reading Laura Lynn Jackson's first book, The Light Between Us. And so he has decided he like starts, he starts, he's starting to talk to my mom, which is cool. And the day before on Thursday, he specifically asked my mom, he's like, Simona needs to meet Laura Lynn Jackson and you need to make it happen because you're the only person who can make it happen. So please do. So he had asked her. And then the next day I got in. So of course you could call it coincidence, anything you want to not believe, but I'm going to choose to believe that my mom made it happen. So I think that's pretty rad. (laughs) I'm going to take a little detour because, you know, one of the things that that's coming up for me as I'm believing that there is something after life, I don't know when, when to stop believing. Like in surviving death, I could believe that Laura Lynn was getting these, you know, messages on the screen that she sees inside of her mind. Um, But I did not believe the Dutch lady and her nonsense. You know, that felt very inauthentic. And, you know, when I'm believing that there's something after life, you know, and that you're, you can connect with loved ones on the other side, where do you stop believing? I mean, am I now supposed to believe in magic? in astrology? Like, I I just, no, (laughs) I can't, I don't want magic to be real in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't want there to be Voldemort, not to say that there's, you know, that's what magic would be. But, you know, I think that there's, when you believe in like such magic stuff, you can't help but think that there's also like some sort of evil magic, right? I don't want to go there. That's the, that freaks me out, frankly. Um, but, you know, astrology is something that I still can't get behind 100%. I think it's fun. I, I don't even like, you know, if I see a magazine like a Cosmo magazine, sure, am I going to read my horoscope? Yeah. But most of the time it doesn't match up to me because I'm not exactly like, I just feel like I'm the most un-Capricorn Capricorn because it just never felt like, that was me. Um, but yeah, I take astrology as like just a fun thing. I, I can't believe in that like I believe in some sort of afterlife. Um, but if you're looking for a fun astrology app that I have no stock in and nothing to gain, except maybe we would be friends on it, is the pattern because it's eerily accurate 
Um, and I feel like it's extra accurate now because I finally found out the time of my birth because my parents didn't know I'm their only child and they didn't care to remember the time of my birth or save it in their memory. Um, they, all they told me was that I was born on January 9th and it was dark outside. So I didn't know if it was early January 9th or late January 9th. Come to find out because my dad finally found my birth certificate, the original. So I don't know if this is this is what happens to other people, but they lost my birth certificate and then got a copy. Copy does not tell you the time of your birth, FYI. Um, so, <laughs> but they found the original one and the original one says the time of my death. Death? Oh my God. That's a Freudian slip. The time of my birth is 11.57 p.m. So I was almost born on January 10th. Very happy I wasn't. I like January 9th better. So I, now that I have my newfangled info, um, I don't know if it's newfangled, but it's newly found <laughs> that I, I now know that uh, when I was born, I was able to put that in the app called The Pattern and it is just so dang accurate. And I'm sure that anybody reading anything could find meaning in it for themselves. But if you're looking for a fun astrology thing, and maybe we could be friends and run a friendship bond or a romantic bond. I don't know. It's fun. Um, but the reason why I'm talking about this at all is I'm I'm still saying that I can't believe in everything. I don't believe in ectoplasm or transmeditation or physical meditation. Meditation? Mediumship. Transmeditation? Probably. I would probably believe in that. Physical meditation? Probably believe in that. But anything like that with mediumship? I don't believe in that. Um, and I don't really believe in astrology either. But it's kind of fun to think about and it gives you a little bit of escapism, which I think we could all do a little bit with right now. But mostly I'm just really happy that I found out how, what time I was born because I really felt like that's something that my parents should have known and remembered. And the last thing that I will talk about on this another rambling episode is um, I like to mention the signs that I've seen this week and you know, I didn't see anything really outside of me, but I've been working on my logo for this podcast. So whenever you're listening to this, you'll know, you'll have seen which one I finally have chosen. But I'm working with like several designers and every designer is submitting something. So this week I've seen like over 80 magenta giraffes through this process. And I want to know, and I'm asking you like, is that real? Is it are those considered signs because they are coming from me? I don't know. I don't know. But I think that the sheer volume might say something. You know, I could have just had two designers that I'm working with, and they both maybe would submit a design each. And so that's two magenta drafts versus 80. So yes, the signs have come from within me or started from me. But I don't know. I think the sheer number is a little eerie. And I'm also going to be seeing more as they refine the designs or submit more. So um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, so I saw 80 plus magenta giraffes this week. And I don't know. I don't know what any of it means. I don't know. But I mean, it's pretty cool. 
I guess, if they're signs. Um, but yeah, they, that's that's all I got this week for you. I mean, I'm looking forward to sharing, you know, in the future when I do that retreat. There's another retreat I'm thinking about doing uh, in January. So we'll see if I do that. Um, but I, I am sharing my experiences as I'm going through them. And, you know, I really don't want to bore you, but I think grief is monotonous and there aren't a lot of changes week to week. But if you're going through it, I'm going through it with you. And I hope this helps someone that, you know, you're not alone because we're not alone. But on that note, I'm just, I will just end it how I always do. Thanks for listening. And I'm just going to say bye. Thank you.